fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 hi. What's up, everybody? It's Sunday, April 22nd, 2012, episode 115 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. And this is it. Your weekly look into our lives and the marijuana culture. Counterculture. Counterculture. It was 420, two days ago. <laughs> and I saw... five. I saw uh, a lot of. Oh, if you want, you can call us four six two zero four four six eight seven whatever. I saw a lot of. Um, there, there was this this thing going. You know who Anonymous is, right? That that hacktivist yeah. group. Okay, they they had a cannabis op apparently uh, on four twenty, and I saw this thing going around that was like, "Hey, everybody, it's four twenty. Turn all your social media pictures green." And then like <laughs> two two comments. It's like turn it turn them green to support the cause. And then like two comments under that. It's like. Did it ever occur to you that if by doing that it's really easy to like pay? And this is a paranoid conspiracy theory side, but if you have a, a large group that that are all getting together for this one particular marijuana cause, and you turn all of your your profile pictures green, that's like sticking out really, really uh, against the noise, the background noise of the social media signals. Here is a large group that's like, oh, us, we're the pot smokers, hey. Right. You know, still federally legal, but whatever. Um, It it just makes it – I didn't do it. I don't ever do that kind of stuff, though. I don't like changing my profile image anyway ever, but like changing it colors to support things. Like I'm not into that. I'm not into putting ribbons on my vehicle to support troops or like I support them in what they're doing. I'm not – I don't see how like putting a ribbon on your – it just it's a silly frivolous thing well, I that I just don't agree with I guess I don't celebrate holidays you know like I don't celebrate Christmas Chris, or yeah they're, it's and family time right like you get together with your family and eat and maybe, maybe. do presents maybe yeah yeah depending I, on what the the holiday there's, is there's I mean I have I have uh, uh, I just I don't not celebrate holidays because I don't to think I, I I don't know like I have a reason why I don't celebrate holidays you know and you never got and, that red rider did you when you oh yeah no 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 when I was a kid Those yeah holidays were awesome you know what I'm saying <laughs> like uh, uh, and some of my best memories are 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 during holidays and and the whole family thing um, also I'm going to celebrate holidays if I ever have children like I I just I think that that's uh, that's cool I think that uh, some tradition of that stuff, to hold the tradition well not of necessarily like, tradition but like um, I you. think as a parent you want to see your kid uh, filled with joy you know and what's Even more joyful than lying? running down the stairs well of course if it means lying everybody huh. lies well sure and maybe that's a good imagine if, you, to if that your fact kid was the only kid in second grade that didn't believe in Santa Claus because you. They're going to call CPS like, on you. They're going to get CPS involved and be like, why doesn't your son believe in <laughs> Like, yeah, you're like, a terrible parent. You're not going to. Is there marijuana? Is that marijuana I smell? <laughs> you're endangering your child. <laughs> you're, you know yeah, what I mean? Endangering the welfare. You're not indoctrinating them into some sort of religious belief early Correct. on. How are they going to survive? Correct. <laughs> um, so uh, 420 yeah. is viewed as a lot of people as a holiday. And um, nobody even knows where the fuck it comes from. Nobody, it, there's so many, like, mis, mistruths. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, like, I know oh, yeah. where it's from. You probably know where it's from, from either reading the book or just from, yeah. you know, being curious a long time ago and knowing. But right. a lot of people are still like, oh, it was uh, Hitler's what, birthday. Hitler, is It also was Hitler's birthday, wasn't it? 419, I, I I've never looked at it. Yeah. But I don't really care. The the one I always see up. come up is is that that's the time to, like, go go uh get a sack or that's the the police code or that's a prop one of the first propositions or something or but it came from that group the waldos and it was it was really just an it was not even anything important or particular it was just a random thing they chose hey we're just gonna meet here and like how on on podcasts that we do you know you'll you'll coin a phrase and that'll be like that show's thing for a few episodes or whatever like that was their group's thing for a while and it right. just so happened to catch on and it became pot smokers thing and okay. it's it's a good round number I mean, the I, other I popular know. um misnomer uh, yeah is about the thing like all the 
the students in California. Like that was just kind of the well, time that they met. That was the after aftermath and stuff. from previous, from that group, the Waldos, and then it, it spread through Berkeley, it spread through all the different colleges. So that, that was an aftermath of the initial, but that wasn't the one that's, that wasn't what started it. But it's how a meme, that's just you what can I'm watch saying. a like, meme. Those, take... are, those are different th- reasons why, you know, sure. 420 and I mean, came to be. Whatever it is to you, I mean, it's, right. it's different, it's relative. So. so 420 being a holiday, and a holidays sometimes are about indulging. You know what I'm saying? Like Thanksgiving sure, um, sure. Uh, is a day to indulge in food. You know what I'm but saying? But 420 and... is not even just the pot holiday anymore. I feel like or you, maybe around here, maybe it's just the people I know. It's just a day to get high. Like people, it doesn't even give a fuck what you're doing if you're smoking weed or snorting coke people are just wanting to get high they want any excuse to just let go which and is people th- i mean in- maybe that's why i don't really view f- when i was 22 420 like yeah planned it out like a week ahead of time made if sure it that fell on a friday you were like and, yes yeah you know what i mean like Save it or up. whatever yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It, it wouldn't matter because usually you know but that was enough- every weekend i feel like when you're younger See, and that's what that's how i feel now is that like uh cannabis is something that i do on a regular basis and so like to dedicate a day to indulge in cannabis seems kind of like Thanksgiving to me. Like I overeat anyway. And so dedicating a day to overgorging or overindulging in food seems a little redundant to me. And That's same- a good point. I, I noticed that on, on 420, I was at work during that day. And I, I did just kind of throughout the day, I was like, Oh yeah, and because every t- every invoice I wrote, I right. had to write the data. I'm like, oh yeah, four twenty, and so I, I I probably did smoke subconsciously, get myself to smoke a little more weed during the day than I normally would have, just because I had I rationalized it. Yeah, like, it's for everybody else is high. Fuck it, yeah. like it's not. It's cool. You, it's um, fine. You know, you I, made your day in advance plan. You'll get more. It's okay. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so. That's kind of why, like, uh, uh, I don't know, like, I didn't, I didn't go out and celebrate. Well, is it hard to do like, that? Because we we had a story to get back to the the marijuana thing. Uh, there was a big event in where was it Denver, and everyone had to leave <laughs> because the school closed the campus to outsiders and spread an unpleasant smelling fish based fertilizer on the quad before then enclosing it in yellow police tape and stationing. Well-paid police officers around the perimeter. Hours before the event, three students who crossed police lines went into the field were led away in plastic handcuffs. If you don't know, this was uh, from University of Colorado. They were having a marijuana smoking event. Uh, a, all, the, all the protesters, protesters, <laughs> activists, uh, gathered at the quad on 420, on 420, at 420, on 420, okay. uh, to light up. Uh, but they didn't get to this time. In past years, the Norland Quad on the campus had drawn ten to twelve thousand people. Wow! Are you all students here? At, at one, at some point in time in your life, have you been? Stu- no, never. Okay, get the fuck out of here! Right, <laughs> right, right. And then they spray the fertile. Oh, that's man, that's that's, 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 uh, um, marijuana- that's clever, really. <laughs> like. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of clever. Really. It is if like, you don't. But let's wouldn't you come out? <laughs> wouldn't you use that to your advantage? I see. I feel like if if you were more open and welcoming to it, sure, it looks bad federally. But couldn't you almost exploit that and pass around buckets and be like, help support the school? Or there, there's twelve thousand people there. Yeah, I feel like you could take. You could have done something more. With your time, then wasted money like, on police. Let life. them all gather there, but and then, then arrest, close them in, and then arrest them, and, then, and well, spray fertilizer you, all over. Yeah, them. Like, <laughs> but to your advantage, let them congregate. We're really for the and cause. Then block them in and say, you know, to get out, you yeah. Well, how much money you got in your pocket? Weren't you what watching you your pocket? the Occupy movement? It's called corralling. Right. First like, you shepherd, and then you corral. <laughs> yeah, like, Have we learned uh, nothing? Uh, everybody needs to empty their pockets. You know, it's going to cost you five bucks or you're going to jail so several hundred students gathered around the quad as the time approached just why like tick <laughs> like joints in hand just tick tock now no not yet a man began shouting into the crowd becoming its de facto leader uh, when they asked him his name he said it doesn't matter hey what's your name it doesn't matter and then he shouts all right it's 420 who's ready to get weird <laughs> that's it 
Who's ready? 10,000 people just getting weird. <laughs> getting weird. What's you it, know is that like the from visual Steve, image of that quote? Is that from a Steve Martin bit? Oh, or no, that's no Let's Get Small, where he's in the car driving, and then he's like, let's get, and then he's like, in the car driving. I don't know, I don't Steve know what Martin. that is. Anyway. Um, and the, the crowd cheered, and he said, who's with me? And then more cheers. And the crowd seemed to expect him to light up a joint, but instead he took off under the police tape, ran across the quad, <laughs> and the cops chased him. None of the other people followed. Uh, police ultimately nabbed him, of course, and he got carted off in the plastic handcuffs. Happy ah. 420. Uh, with the leader gone, no one in the crowd seemed to know quite what to do. <laughs> Cut off its head, right? <laughs> Mass chaos. Can we smoke yet? Yeah, I, I don't know. Is it okay? <laughs> like, we need we need someone to give us the green well, light. Is it okay? Shit, what time is it? It's four twenty three. Um, yeah. Then they 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 stood by. No one could be seen smoking marijuana. And by the less legendary time of four thirty, the crowd had gone on their way. Uh, uh, that's too bad. Do you think that it's? Do you think that uh, someone that indulges in cannabis that? <clears throat> Like, do you know any? Do you know any cannabis users that really like four twenty really doesn't mean anything to them? Like, they understand what it no, is, and they, they understand how other people think it's cool. But like, a to, lot of them don't know the where it's really from. No, but they sure, all, but it means something to them significantly. But how many um, cannabis users do you know that four twenty is not a big deal? Like, it doesn't. You know, if somebody just you, Ian, really <laughs> no. <laughs> like all I'm asking is like uh, you know if it's if I look at the clock and it's 419 the oh, first like thought of... that doesn't run the first thought that runs through my head is not oh I should smoke yeah no yeah I know a lot you know of people I mean? like that like, but on a on a more yearly basis I think it it has more significance on a year to year basis than it does on a twice day, a daily day, twice a, yeah exactly by daily exactly by daily <laughs> so I, all I'm saying is that you know I, I've known people that that are like oh I need a bowl for 420 you know like I mean it's like a, a ritual you know or like I remember the, the the story of of somebody waking up in the middle of the night you know what I'm saying like it, right, waking right. up at 4 o'clock at night setting alarms just, and just shit being, like what's that yeah. oh it's 420 oh really <laughs> yeah like so they'd get up and smoke a bowl at yeah, 420 in the morning that's over <laughs> like what it's too much um, Boulder is one of the biggest pro-pot rallies, and attendance had grown year to year, uh, said one of the university spokesmen. He said, people fly in from around the country to participate. We don't understand why they have to come to this campus. <laughs> you know, don't be a dick about it, dude. Just be thankful. Prior to the Colorado event, a uh, spokesman said, the smoke-ins have become too dangerous. Quote, it's hard to keep track of that many people high on marijuana, he said. Really? Because they're all just sitting there. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, everybody. Calm. Wait. They're already calm. Calm down, every- everybody. Thank Stay you. Stay seated. Say, don't go anywhere. We will pass out the Cheetos and the pizzas. Just calm They're down. Getting dangerous. How is that hard to keep track? What are you keeping track of? Like, are they running around naked, wiping mud on each other, or throwing <laughs> fecal matter? Like, what are you? I feel like if you had a group of people and they were frat guys and they were all drinking, and then you had another group of people and they were doing the smoke in, I feel like one of those groups would be a lot harder to keep track of than the other, and I'm guessing it's not going to be the pot smoking group. Just, just throwing that out there. I think that that's just how they spun their, you know, their the ideology. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not, it's not necessarily dangerous. Although, on the other hand, look at it this way: uh, if you are responsible for the campus grounds. Anytime you have sure. a large group of people gathering, they're gonna fuck something up. Uh, regardless, you know, of somebody's the age, yeah. gonna. That's just a group of people, right? People become very. But then, if chaotic. you can throw in the the whole like, as as someone the that's accelerant. responsible for the property, thinking about ten thousand people gathering in the commons area w- w- with the intention of using drugs, like that's something that you would probably want to avoid. At least for um, I don't know insurance purposes or something. <laughs> you know, you, again, you got to look at this from the person's yeah. point of view. No, like I they agree. are responsible for the grounds. They're not just yeah. 
You know, they're, they're not flipping burgers. And so having an illegal substance has the basis for your federally illegal, even though Colorado is fairly lenient in, in, yeah, in this, the scheme of, of but states. But federally, and then being a school, which probably takes I, something federally, perhaps. I'm going to I'm gonna give this guy the benefit of the doubt and say that he meant dangerous as, as in, like, <laughs> a not liability. physically dangerous, but yeah, like dangerous sure. for his reputation, the school, insurance. I don't know, like dangerous in other ways. Like They it, did get Chris Conrad uh, some quotes in here, which I, I was really impressed by it for for being a cnn paper chris conrad him and a, a woman named mickey norris a long time ago when i went to Hempfest, it was probably back in oh two i worked with them and they were they were heading up the um cannabis consumers campaign where you were like come out of the closet and and be proud of it and they had a soapbox and and a thing that people would stand on and say you know i'm a proud cannabis woman they'd take a picture we should get a parade for the cannabis a, thing a thing but if anyway he's he's the curator of the oaksterdam museum and he he set them straight on, you know, where where the 420 thing came from, at least. And he said, um, he said, the expansion of medical marijuana in California, Colorado, and other states is making efforts to legalize marijuana more mainstream and making more people comfortable coming out and smoking pot in public. Uh, that's Chris Conrad. He said, um, yeah, so that's cool. <laughs> the way that you were and describing then he said, this. Yeah, the way that you're describing this sounds kind of like the gay pride thing. Kind you know, of, huh? Out like, out the closet, hey, you know, being, we're here, we're queer, and we're smoking pot, let's do this. Well, I was just <laughs> thinking, like, the, the even in Kalispell, there is a, a pride parade, you know? Is and, there? Yes. Promptly followed by the hate parade. <laughs> right? All the rednecks chasing them down the street. <laughs> uh, uh, I wonder... T is for time to leave. I wonder what the city would say, like... I bet the Pride Parade has an easier time getting the permit to do that than the cannabis crowd. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? I bet that... But I don't know. The city has seen protests after the first raids. I mean, we have on the Hotbox YouTube account, there's a whole documentary I I made that has footage of... There was quite a few people there. Nowhere near, you know, 10,000, but... I would almost say that even in this... state full of bigots and racists and and just ignorant i still think that uh i think it would be easier with any sort of local government to obtain permits and things for a pride movement rather than the cannabis movement yeah i think that our city officials and our local government would be more lenient towards homosexuals than cannabis users yeah what's killed more people homosexuality for sure well, once you calculate in AIDS and fathers well, yeah, but, killing but, their sons and then themselves, but homosexuality, like, <laughs> I mean, you can't count the AIDS deaths because homosexuality didn't like kill them, right? You know, like that would be like somebody getting stoned, the and cold, then getting is in what a car ki- accident. The cold is what actually killed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, right? the rhinovirus. Are you doing material now? Hold on. <laughs> Uh, he says, no matter what the origin, the number now signifies the pro-marijuana culture. Craigslist ads for roommates or even so-called casual encounters. Often note, 420 friendly. An episode of the anime TV show Family Guy called 420 involves a plot in which marijuana becomes legalized and 420 magazine is devoted to marijuana culture. Uh, the, uh, the SB 420 was the California State Senate Bill in 03 that became law established medical marijuana in the state. Uh, and Chris Conrad says it's a form of shorthand, essentially. As far as being a secret code, it's one of the least secret. Ha, ha. I agree there. 420. Oh, what's he talking about? 40 to 5. So that one went over your head. We were talking about uh, uh, if we had two groups and one of them was drinking and one of them was smoking. Uh, I found this interesting. It's uh, three simple reasons, as if we needed any more, that uh, marijuana is safer than alcohol. And it's a nice little... Infographic, and if you're watching us live in the brand new IRC chat, there's the link. And if you can't figure out how to use IRC, well, then I'm sorry. You'll have to download the podcast. Um, so, does either alcohol or marijuana, I'm going to quiz you. Pop quiz. Pop quiz, asshole. Does marijuana contribute to overdose deaths, yes or no? Uh, what no. was the question again? Does marijuana contribute to overdose deaths? No. No. Does alcohol? Yes. Yes. Does marijuana contribute to domestic violence? No. No. Does alcohol? 
Yeah. Yes. Does marijuana contribute to sexual assaults? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, no. No, it does alcohol. No. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fights and injuries. Marijuana? Not so much. Alcohol? Mm, yep. So, uh, marijuana and alcohol are two drugs that are often used for the same effect. A sense of euphoria, relaxation, and feelings of happiness. Really? Have you been to a Is bar lately? alcohol a depressant? Pretty sure. I thought alcohol was a depressant. I think depressant, though, as in, like, central nervous depressant, central nervous system depressant, not like, oh, I'm depressed now, but, like, it slows everything down. But maybe. I don't. People that are alcoholics aren't happy. That's yeah, for sure. You know, like, I Quality know. of life, not so hot. And, like, I don't know, personally, if I'm in a bad mood or having a really bad day, drinking is the way not I go. really what but I then, I don't drink doing. anyway, really. I mean, sometimes if I have to, I guess. Like, right. for peer pressure. Right. <laughs> if I have to drink and drive, I mean, you know, I'll do it. But I, I like to I like to use lots of different substances and yeah, you responsible can't, ways. You got to moderate everything a bunch. I mean, <laughs> or do yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, <laughs> both substances are or once were illegal for use in the U.S. With alcohol's decriminalization coming via the Twenty First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution uh, in nineteen thirty three, my how progressive. Marijuana, on the other hand, is still illegal in America and has been for a very, very long time. This, however, is in need of reform. If a drug that could kill you quickly is legal, then why would a drug that cannot kill you with such ease be illegal? Riddle me this, my friend. Hmm? Well, I'm afraid, as usual, it has a lot to do with money. Though the government can make an awful lot of revenue if they legalize and tax marijuana, they are afraid that the average citizen can make too much of a profit from it simply because it's easy to grow and harvest. Have you ever grew pot? In other words... It's not that easy. I mean, it's easy yeah. in the scheme of, like, we're not pruning roses or something, but it's not, it's like... It's more difficult than that. Yeah. That's I, what I'm it's saying. It's not difficult, like, like, we're not working at the LHC in Geneva. <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to smash particles together or nothing. I mean, I'm not doing but brain surgery. But it's much more difficult you... than than keeping a garden going. I mean, yeah, it ta- it depends though too. On where you're at but and they're stuff. acting like everybody's gonna quit their jobs and go grow pot because it's so easy. Look at all this fucking money I'm making. It's so funny too because like think about like the internet startups. And things like that, you know, yeah, like all yeah. of a sudden our government doesn't want us making a bunch of money right. easily through. Really, the use you don't of want something. a bunch of twenty to twenty-six year olds having billions of dollars Instagram? How's that going for you? Yeah, like that just, just seems... throwing yourselves off buildings with parachutes, celebrating. I, fucking, <laughs> I hate the way that some things are uh, written or how ticket. people spin different thoughts. Like that's so aggravating nope. to me. The way that that's so, presented. Here they have uh, just basically four reasons. Uh, intoxication, long-term effects, overdose, and violence. And then he has a nice conclusion, states, regularly partaking in either substance is something that isn't going to be recommended by any physician. Uh, both can have repercussions. I do not condone the use of either substance while pregnant, at work, or driving a vehicle, nor do I condone the use of them by individuals with behavior problems. I'm just saying that if something like alcohol is legal, then marijuana should be too. Marijuana should be legalized and regulated by the same laws that govern alcohol, resulting in a fair, responsible allowance of the usage of each one. Well, and responsible. Then, and then there's a little poll that three people have voted on. Which do you think is safer, marijuana, 100? percent So, the people have spoken. All four of us. <laughs> all, all right. So, um, let's move on. Uh, listener Shauna sent this in. She says, "Hey, Matt and Ian, you guys can always email info at hotboxpodcast.com or do what she did and send a form on the uh, contact us page." Uh, she says, hi, Matt Nian. My name is Shauna. I'm a member of the Illinois Normal and the big sister for the Normal Women's Alliance here in Illinois. I've been working on several writing projects, and I was wondering if these may be of interest to you. Uh, attached, you'll find an essay that I recently wrote and an Illinois marijuana policy report card. Uh, I'm working on making a report card for every state in our country as well. Thank you for your time, Shauna. Psych undergrad. The, we have smart people listening to us, Ian. Yeah. I was like, hey, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so I checked these out, and wow. the Like, what I was expecting and what my eyes behold 
I whoa! I was thinking, okay, Pothead listens to the Hot Box. It's gonna be like some like cartoony drawn out like marijuana pot, makes me pot happy. Should be legal because like it. It's good. It's, I like it a lot, and it brings me closer to God. Yeah. or some weird crazy shit. I posted these in hotboxpodcast.com/slash forums under cannabis activism. You guys can check them out. But this report card, I wow, Shauna, you did an amazing job on this. It is. So in-depth, so full of information, really easy to read and organize well. She starts off with the bill number, Illinois HB 30, the description, medical cannabis, uh, the bill sponsors, their numbers, their names, their addresses, faxes, emails. Uh, Going down, we have the current committee, rules committee, the committee members, their roles, their contact info, their email address. Scrolling down, we have the last vote count, yes and no's, if they're Republican or Democrat. Uh, And, yeah, you put that all together, and it's on the forums. You guys can download the PDF. I hope that's okay, Shauna. If not, let me know, and I'll take it down. But, like, you got to see this. And if she's going to do one of these for each state, I think that's going to be a huge uh, tool to use for people and and to have this information uh, on the Hotbox site and wherever else, you know, people want to put it. And then the essay that she wrote, I, yeah, it's I, uh, it's put together really well. Like it goes, I mean, it, she's she, a good writer, it, it, <laughs> for uh, sure. It's not jumbled at all, you know. I mean, she she brings up a, a very decent points and then finishes them um, succinctly. Quite, yeah, quite well. I'll read you just the first paragraph, and I mean, this is like a four, five, six, nine pages with references, resources, yeah. and all that. So Seven you guys text. check it out uh, on the forums, and uh, if she wants, we'll put them on the site itself. Uh, it's just called Fail. The War on Drugs, Marijuana. She says, I believe that the war on drugs is a total failure. Instead of keeping children safe, it has put them in danger. Instead of respecting state policies and laws as is demanded in the Constitution, the Constitution has been cast aside. It was intended to lower the probability of people misusing drugs and has failed at doing so. Drugs has not declined in this country, even though most supporters of the current drug policies proclaim different. Data is being correlated instead of being statistically connected. The potency of drugs has increased. Yes, that tends to happen as technology increases. Is it a threat, though? The issue here is that this war has failed fundamentally on the issues it was advertised to address. It has, however, succeeded in making a lot of people miserable and a lot of other people rich. That is why it has failed. It is not a war on drugs. It is a war on the public. This is wrong, and it needs to change. So, and then she just goes through, I mean, stated references and this just backed up point after point and grad PhD graduates and social policy at Oxford. And I mean, this is, wow, <laughs> like this is awesome. So definitely. And, and yeah, if you need any help with posting that stuff or making something to put all these on, or if we just want to put them on the site, that is cool too. And if anybody else has any ideas for stuff like that, definitely get a hold of us. Uh, you can text me at 406-848-1739 or email info at hotboxpodcast.com. So, pretty cool. Listener interaction, huh? How about that? How is about that? Always like that. Much appreciated. So, moving on. We have uh, a piece in the Highbrow Magazine entitled, Selling Marijuana to Earn a College Degree and Pay the Bills. Is this industry lucrative enough? Now, this is talking in San Francisco. And I think there's a lot more potential for not necessarily exploitation, but for a legit person level headed to go in and set up a really good service for somebody either via delivery or via, you know, having a shop. If you want to have a a stationary target, I suppose. And I think you could you could do okay. I think Uh, this talks about a, a lady named Patty, a tall, thin 16 year old dressed in ripped blue jeans and oversized sweatshirt. Uh, who recently was kicked out of her parents' home. High school sophomore couch surfs and rides her skateboard to school every day. To pay for food and other essentials, she sells weed. (laughs) Yo, Patty! (laughs) Call up that peppermint Patty! You got what I need? Uh, Quote, it's really hard to get a job at this age, she says. Most people want prior job experience, but we don't have it because we're so young. Uh, Young people ages 16 to 19 make up some 34% of California's unemployed, the highest level of youth unemployment in the nation. She moved to China, where all the kids work. And they don't. 
Uh, sometimes trading bags of marijuana for a night on a couch, Patty notes that so far she's able to separate her studies from her livelihood. Quote, my education is definitely more important to me than making money and selling pot. Still, she says she hopes to one day use her college degree to become a licensed independent grower. Uh, is she going to Oaksterdam? Right, <laughs> right. They closed up. Um, the wheat economy is indeed a lucrative one. Long the United States' number one cash crop estimates put marijuana sales somewhere in the vicinity of, mm, let's say, about $38 billion a year. In Frisco, a pound sells for about 25 hundo, though if shipped across the country, the price jumps to between four and 10000 a pound? Really? I don't know where you're where's buying. The, where's, who's buying pounds? Tell 10, me where, 000. and I'll take them. There. <laughs> yeah, Shit. right. That's Is that like North saying. Dakota? Like, like where do we the, need to go? In the Hell on Wheels camp, or what? <laughs> Ten thousand a pound. Even those whose job it is to connect dealer and buyer to, or to transport the goods can earn upwards of hundred bucks per transaction. I mean, that's twenty dollars a gram. Trimmers who work in the fields get two hundred bucks a day oh. without even breaking a sweat. It's more than twenty dollars a gram. It's like twenty. Two dollars a gram or something, right? Twenty or twenty dollars and twenty cents a gram or something. That's it's it's that crazy. kind of fast money, far more than what you can earn at a minimum wage job. That's attracting a growing number of Generation Y and Zers to the weed game. Uh, most say they're not looking to build a Scarface-like empire, but are simply trying to put some cash in their pockets, whether for school, life, or play. And that's true. Like, whose fault is it? That the marijuana industry, whether medical, recreational, or otherwise, is more lucrative and able to take better care of its workers than your shitty multi-billion dollar, multi-global national fucking McDonald's or whatever, Mm -hmm. any kind of chain that has way more profit than it probably needs and is being greedy. Mm -hmm. Like, that's your fault for making it suck so bad in those situations that people would be like, sell weed and make how much a pop? Yeah, fuck. Fuck that. I mean, it's... Do you blame them? I, I would wonder what was wrong with the person if they chose, oh, no, I'm just going to do the McDonald's thing and, and work hard my whole... You know, like, that. Like, what's wrong with you? Do this. This is much better. So 10000 a pound is $22.32 a gram. All the way up. All the way up. All the up. fucking way up, man. Holy shit. Uh, Dizzy, who didn't want his real name used because of a pending case against him, didn't have many <laughs> friends before he started selling weed. But the 20-year-old says that all changed when people found out he was the man. Those aren't friends. No. A lot, not of, friends. a lot of the times I wouldn't do it for profit. But, you know, for the homies. <laughs> I'm not even making this up. <laughs> for the homies. Ah. Weed was his ticket to the in crowd, but over time he picked up some habits of his own and it soon became a way to purchase harder drugs. His need for money grew and it got harder to hang out with friends without having to carry a supply (laughs) of drugs. AKA friends. Eventually all of your friends expect you to be like this. They won't call you unless you're trying to party and use drugs. Ah. It's hard to go against people's image of you. Oh that's interesting. Yeah. Really is, isn't it? Others uh, take a more business-like attitude. Uh, Dizzy eventually ended up on the streets where he got picked up on a serious possession charges. The experience, he says, turned him off the game. Uh, Juan is a student at City College in Frisco. His family moved here from Mexico, though he was born and raised in the city. And like Patty, lives apart from his parents. He's 23. Covering rent and tuition out of his own pocket, he says he, quote, hustles all month. He says, quote, pimping ain't easy, but hustling pays off. Uh, in order to make ends meet, including selling his artwork and doing odd construction jobs, marijuana, though, is his main source of revenue. Uh, quote, I've heard a lot about people, he says, and though clearly not the corporate type, he's developed some essential business acumen. Acumen? Acumen. Acumen. Uh, it takes a good deal of social skills to get in and sell to people. Does it really, or does it just well, take really it good weed? It sells itself. Kind of. It just... I mean, I, Hey, you got a bag? It's, yeah. it's as accessible as you make it, I right. guess. It's as easy as you want it to be. It's really. not like selling a car. No. no. You don't have to submit. And then again, like as soon as as soon as the weed goes from my hand to yours, it doesn't lose like $100 either. So, right. I mean, it doesn't depreciate. <laughs> deprecation on cars is ridiculous, dude. As soon as you drive it off a lot. Oh, how's that? Do you smell that? It smells like $500 burning in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and to build your base, you have to work fast, competing with other dealers. Juan says he doesn't smoke weed himself because it, quote, lowers his motivation. I got to get money. I got to get mine. Can't be smoking all day. End up like Peppermint Patty over there. Dizzy. Um, or dizzy. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Juan began selling weed in high school because, like Patty, he couldn't find work. When he began, he only sold to friends, though now that he's older, he worries about the ramifications of getting caught. 
operating by word of mouth. He says he tries to stay, quote, under the radar till this highbrow magazine article came out. <laughs> I'm surprised that there's much of an illegal market in California for cannabis. I mean, like, because it's, it's not like they're making it as hard as Montana made it. That's like, what I'm I understand saying. the illegal market here way more than I do in places where, like, you're just being lazy yeah. and maybe you don't want to. Because if you get your card, you're kind of supporting that whole Cause. industry. But here, like, it's become not worth supporting what they want it to be because, right. you know, the, it's no way. Right. Well, in California, you can get a medical card for more reasons than you can here as well. Right, for like, more, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so that's that kind of surprises me. I wonder how, I mean, like, I, I'm just surprised that there's such a, a, a push for a black market in California where it's so easy to obtain well, a medical card. They say, despite California's relatively lenient stance, tensions between state and federal laws on the sale and cultivation of marijuana remain a hot-button issue. In early April, federal authorities raided Oakland-based uh, Oaksterdam University, which offered classes in the cannabis industry. Uh, the f- school's future is now in doubt. That doesn't seem to have deterred Juan, who says his family wanted him to drop out of school and get a full-time job. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Uh, but that would mean giving up my dream of becoming an artist, he said, ferrying weed, to bi- or ferrying weed by bike to all corners of the city. He says he hopes to one day earn enough from his art to buy a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, no, to just get by. He doesn't even need a motorcycle. He just wants to get by, man. What? He takes his days one delivery at a time. I'm sorry, he's going to college to be an artist? I guess. I don't know. Do you need college to show you I, how to be an artist? I was just gonna so ask. Like, kind of failed at that point already. If you need to go, I mean, they can foster, I guess, a, a style. Yeah, and, and show and you and expose you to other people. Methods, and, but I don't know. It, it's thought, like the whole Peter Thiel angel investor that that tells kids he'll give them like a hundred grand to drop out of school and come program for him or whatever. And make he wants them to like focus on their creative love and and not sit in school but other investors are like mm, they kind of maybe need and, and I guess for it depends on the person some kids will do better in school some kids will do better on their own Mark Zuckerberg obviously one way and you know right well I think a lot of our uh, ingenious uh, inventors of our age are people that I mean Einstein no. he didn't finish school you know uh, just a lot of people that uh, have been very intelligent or forging a new path in technology they they didn't do well in school if they even finished it right you know well and is that what does that speak to the school itself then maybe not yeah, absolutely. not challenging certain not being aware of the students that they have in the building right or the different learning styles or really even giving a shit about educating anything in general, in general. As, like, as as much it's as not you give really a shit the, that it's a business it's, it's really kind of a daycare in it a way is, isn't it you know point. because both parents got to work now and so like you need to be able to send your kids somewhere all day and you know you need to give him just enough information so that he can do his slave job when he turns 18 yeah right you know like it, well and isn't i've heard lots of people in the tech industry say that the schools made a shift back in the day because we reached a point where we didn't have enough of a certain kind of worker to fill like all of these certain kinds of jobs, like whether it was factory or whatever it was. And so they, they made a little change and kind of started pumping out people that were suited to this one. And we've kind of kept that style of, of teaching to where we're really just preparing you for getting up at seven, getting somewhere by eight, yeah. getting a, a lunch break halfway, and then going home afterward. Like, yeah. that's all you're really... I mean, how much of, of what you learn in school... And you got to do everything your do teacher you says, use. just like your boss. Exactly, right? Things so have it's deadlines, very, due dates, you know, you know what I mean? It's and just a, a, a lot of it preparation. is regurgitating information. It's not creative or first... It's not like... You are being taught how to think better. Like you are just being taught information so that you can regurgitate it at a later date. Right. You know, like. Uh, and I think the internet's changed a lot of that because now we have all that information in a hard drive somewhere that we can access with a Google search. And so kids are like, I already know that because I just looked it up, you know, or the ones that at least take the initiative to look To even up. look it up. Yeah, right, right. right. But and it's it is more than that too because there's a lot of misinformation out there. So if you don't arm kids early on with the tools to say like rational logical thinking and how to do that, they're gonna get flooded with so much 
signal. They're not going to know what's true, what's not, unless you. That's what schools need to focus on. I think teaching is, is critical teaching thinking. Critical thinking. Yeah. That, whoa. Whoa. And getting getting kids whoa. able to look at a situation and say, "Is my bullshit meter going off, or and why?" You keep talking about teaching people how to critically think, man. We might get the door. Is that kicked a helicopter? In. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shit. Move people are able to like think for themselves and have Move original thoughts. Back. Man, I don't think that we'd be voting for the lesser of two evils, right? If we could critically think, shit, we'd be on the White House fucking lawn, being like, "Are you kidding me?" No, we're not our parents. Sorry. Uh, moving on. Speaking of our parents, uh, I don't know how many of them voted this gentleman in, but uh, in Baltimore, he was a longtime civil rights leader, Carl Snowden. He got popped for marijuana possession. I just wanted to bring this up because it's interesting that somebody that works in the uh, as director, even of the Maryland Attorney General's Office of Civil Rights, um, would I, I don't know that it's he got pulled over with a, for a broken taillight. Like, that's, and you're, like, that seems so weird to me that you're the head of this. Broken or? A broken taillight. Burnt says, out. Arrest on marijuana charge after a vehicle he was in was pulled over for a broken taillight. Hansel says further investigation will show the case to be a non-issue. He says there was another person in the vehicle and the marijuana in question was a trace amount. <laughs> because we fucking smoked it all. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Just a weird little. I'm more interested in how his taillight got broken, right? Than the cannabis in like, the car. <laughs> yeah, right. Some like, bad. how did the yeah, taillight get broken, and how does the? It's an interesting how does point. This high, higher leveled local state official. This comment that's the only one. It says, "Sounds like Leopold's operatives have been at work." Leopold is just another of those people whose moral values include messing around with multiple women while using city-owned property. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get into a local <laughs> tissy fit between these uh, civil rights people and the uh, attorneys, but okay. All right, uh, moving on, quick little local snooze here. Uh, this came out of the Republic from Indiana, but it's about Helena and the whole Montana raids thing that we've uh, covered in the past. Uh, the Justice Department, they say they've broken their long silence about last year's crackdown on medical marijuana ops in Montana, uh, with U.S. Attorney Michael Cotter saying more than two dozen people have been indicted so far and that prosecutions will continue. The statement released by the U.S. Attorney's Office is the agency's first since a single press release was sent the day after the March 14, 2011 raids on 26 homes, offices, and businesses that effectively stymied the state's once-booming medical pot trade. Which, that I'll agree with. That did stymie the medical pot trade. Yeah. It oh. has done nothing at all for the actual, over, med actual exactly. marijuana consumption. You've basically shot yourself in the foot in getting people to trust you enough to sign up for something like this. And there goes all what potential money you could have uh, possibly made from it. Uh, then federal prosecutors said the warrants were part of a long-running investigation into drug trafficking, of course. Uh, more than a year later, prosecutors have provided their first update on the investigation saying more than 25 people have been indicted on federal charges related to the raids and 12 people have been sentenced. The fallout is still happening with another recent round of arrests, indictments, and plea deals. Uh, Cotter said prosecutors will keep targeting large-scale marijuana operations. Quote, and here it is, federal law is clear. Crystal. Crystal, thanks. The manufacture, distribution, possession, and use of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law. He said that in a statement on Thursday. He added that his office will continue to support investigations and prosecutions of significant traffickers of all illegal drugs, including marijuana, in an effort to disrupt and dismantle illegal drug manufacturing and trafficking networks in Montana and elsewhere. How long have you been doing this, and how the fuck has that been working out? Are Federal you law kidding is so me? clear, too. I mean... Uh, marijuana is federally illegal, and, except for Irvin Rosenfeld. 
Except for, well, except for these guys. Except for them, LV and, and But for Irvin. everyone else, and this is how clear the law is. Except for, except for each state that, you know, passed your own law thinking that it was even in control of anything, which right. we all know how that goes. Uh, the U.S. attorney released a statement as members of the Miles City family of medical marijuana providers became the 10th, 11th, and 12th people involved in the raids to be sentenced. Richard Floor ran the operation and was a co-founder of Montana Cannabis, while his wife Sherry kept the books and his son Justin tended the plants and ran the operation's billings dispensary. <laughs> a nice, family-run business. Nope. Sorry, guys. Federal law is perfectly clear, and you're not those four people that are still alive that are in it. Um... Quote, even though he believed he was in compliance with state law, that is not a defense in federal court. Dober attorney Peter Lasney said it's in his best interest to minimize any effect on his future when it comes to prison time. Uh, U.S. Judge Charles Lovell sentenced the men to five years each in prison while Sherry Floor was sentenced to two years. Those are the harshest sentences of the dozen whose prison terms have ranged from six months to two years. Uh, the Flores had asked for leniency, arguing that they were following the state's medical marijuana law. That's been the argument of several providers and is also the argument asserted in a civil lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of the 2011 rates. But that that's an argument you can make in state court, though, because right. it is a state law. Federal right. court, they don't even Recognize breathe state on state laws. Like, right. that's not even – you bring that up and they're like – they ignore it. It's right. not – in their reality you can't use that's why when we were watching the whole uh, walmart and uh the hose is named joseph kasai that case that as soon as walmart escalated it to federal court we knew it was done like they but they were like oh no this it'll be fine like no as soon as it's in federal court the the judge says federally it's illegal case dismissed it doesn't matter anything above and beyond or after that it doesn't matter at, at the very bottom, federal law, it's illegal. That's it. That's all they look at, and that's yep. all they're going to say. So you can't if – it, if it gets escalated, you better just bail because you're not going to win. There, there's no there's – no, there's no, you can't. There's nothing to do. Uh, they also reached uh, – they said the federal prosecutors have remained true to their word. Prosecutors recently arrested four of the six medical marijuana providers who filed a civil lawsuit against the federal government. You sue us? Fuck us? Oh, yeah? Fuck you! And then now you're all in jail. How's that fun? <laughs> cool. It's sue us for in the slammer. They also reached a plea agreement earlier this month with Tom Dober, another co-founder of Montana Cannabis, and lobbyist who was the state's face for medical law advocacy for several years. Quote, even though he believed he was in compliance with state law, that is not a defense in federal court. Uh, it says it's not clear how many more medical marijuana providers will be targeted in the investigations, but the effect is obvious. The number of registered users and providers has plummeted, and many providers have either shuttered their doors or gone underground in fear that they will be next. The state legislator followed the raids with a law that bans commercial sales of medical marijuana, but that portion of the new law is on hold pending a court challenge. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court will hear arguments on the law on April 30th, which is next week. Really? Coming right up then. Coming up. Good luck. I don't know what the, what are you going to do? What can you do? Federal Can we de-escalate this back down to a state court or like a no. small clan? Can I no? Yeah, mm. No. Can't Once it's there, that's it, huh? Yeah, it only goes up. <sighs> yeah. Get out while the getting's good, right? I don't know. Go underground. That seems like a safe bet. <laughs> Yeah, you hire know, some witty programmer to code you up some sort of <laughs> really safe, secure ordering system. I don't know. Figure something out. Honestly, Are though, people I think smoking that... still. Or is is everybody okay? How was four twenty? Did you guys stay iry? Is <laughs> are we good? I I think that it's safer. I think it would be safer to sell mm, marijuana close to a high school on the street than it would be out of a dispensary. It's definitely like safer really, being mobile than being stationary, well, regardless of the amount you're selling. Here's, Just here's to not thing, say, though. here we are, here's our hours that we're open, come in and say hi. Like that. When you're dealing cannabis on the street, you have to worry about the police department and the sheriffs. When you are selling cannabis in a dispensary, you have to worry about the DEA, the FBI, Secret Service, the IRS. Like, you have to worry about, these worry about huge hugely funded federal agencies oh, for that sure. have so many resources and, and just dying to use to them to do whatever they want to tap phones but see the police officer on his beat run 
you got you were gonna have to try really hard to get busted. From you got to be out there being stupid or having yeah. a taillight broken or like, exactly. having them Doing break a taillight. You know, or... When you're breaking the law, don't break the law. Exactly. Like, one, you know, one broken, one felony at a time, okay? Right. Like if, if you have uh, Daddy always said uh, any one sense. Felony. I know this is like this is, but don't you ever? I check my taillights, especially if I'm going to be doing something illegal. Like, oh, I've had a couple drinks and I'm driving Allegedly. somewhere. I better check my fucking headlights and taillights because if I get pulled over for something stupid, I'm, I'm going to get fucked for what I'm for doing something stupid. For, yeah, for like, being stupid. Right. For, yeah, yeah. So sure. when you're breaking the law, don't break the law. Is a pretty good, good motto. Good check rule your taillights. Check your headlights. Do the three sixty walk, man. I just, will just check them. You know, check like em. that stuff busts people all the time. All that the time. Does. A lot of does. DUIs come out because not because the person was driving no. crazy. I mean, we had just a had a story out. just today that that that's how that guy got. Yeah. And I mean, we see that all the time. Either kids speeding mm-hmm. or doing something stupid. Doing something stupid. All right, uh, we got a, a very classy piece in the in the Wall Street Journal called "The Marijuana Exception." This was written by Bo Kilmer. Uh, he says discussions about legalizing marijuana should start with a few basic truths. Can we can we all just get on this? Few basic. A f- here's truths. a few basic same truths. Same page. We just all need once we all get here and understand these truths that we hold to be self evident, then we can move forward in making legitimate law once is one one this one the first is that legalization would save the law enforcement and social costs of arresting hundreds of thousands of adults each year most proposals would keep marijuana illegal for those under 21 another is that pot's underground economy estimated at 15 to 30 billion dollars a year annually where else have we heard that number uh, would be largely wiped out if marijuana was legalized throughout the country finally it is clear that legalization would greatly decrease price and therefore increase the number of both recreational and heavy marijuana users. That I disagree with. Me too. Just because cost goes down doesn't mean more people are going to be like, ooh, what's this? I mean, you, you want to talk underground black market market. Let's talk about people that are willing to pay in upwards of 2 3 4 $5 a milligram for a pain pill like that's and, and and tons of them like all day long people will do it. So just because you drop the price on something, it doesn't mean new people are going to start doing it. It just means the the people that are already smoking it can continue to live life happy and smoking it. I mean, there would probably be some people that would start using cannabis just because it was legal. You see what I'm saying? And so how would they differentiate? Regardless of price? Yeah. How would they differentiate that's whether not, it was that's the true, price right? causing that that's or if not, it was just the fact that somebody didn't have to worry about the police anymore that's or not, yeah. the whole you know, concern over illegal cannabis, you're going to have people that are going to start smoking if you legalize it, and it's not going to be due to the price. Right, because what we always hear is I, tr- I started it because it's legal now. It's not, oh, I started yeah. it because I had an extra 20 bucks in my pocket right. and I can afford it now. Like, that has nothing to do with why people are, are starting to. Like, so he says then, beyond these facts, the ramifications get extremely murky. Being honest about the uncertainties involved is the price of admission to any serious discussion about marijuana legalization. When my Rand colleagues and I tried to project the consequences, if California passed a 2010 marijuana legalization ballot initiative, we started by calculating the cost of producing marijuana in residential grow houses, a likely production venue if the drug were legalized at the state level. We calculated that the pre-tax price for high-potency, indoor-grown marijuana could drop by more than 80%. If national legalization allowed it producers to switch to greenhouses and outdoor farming, the prices would drop even further. Mm-hmm. A joint might cost pennies rather than dollars. Do you agree with that? No. The, really? I do. The, well, the more you easy could. No, no, no. no I'm the- sorry. I got to clarify. Yes, I agree with. I agree that a joint might cost pennies rather than dollars. You agree that the more and open the gross can be and the more people, the, the, the higher quality and the lower the price will be. But I am under the. Uh, my opinion is is that you can grow better cannabis indoors than you can outdoors. Yes, you can grow some phenomenal cannabis outside. Yes, you can have good outdoor. But 
I think that there is something to be said about a scientifically a highly well funded yeah, grow absolutely. room indoors with knowledgeable people and like I said, well funded to pay for all of the good shit. I think you get a much better So product. they're just, they're saying that if national legalization happens, the prices would drop further. Well, yeah. Because more people... Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Such because, a huge Because drop. not only would you grow indoors for right. you, great stuff, you'd you grow, would grow bulk, you'd too. You'd grow whatever. You'd grow you'd it have, all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that, we're good. I, I don't think that you would not grow some... I think as any cannabis user, there's something, even if it was just so your own So when stash. he says allowed nationalization, or national legalization, nationalization, national legalization allows people, producers, to switch to green... He's saying come out of the closet and start growing these and, right. and more people do that so the cost will come down. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. You're going to have so then he Here's yeah. where I have the problem. He says, then such a, a huge drop in price would certainly increase use. I No. Well, such there a, are some people that would smoke more. There are people... Increase use as an existing user smoking more or as in new people starting to use? Existing users using more. Sure. Because there I are some smoke, people... I would stop smoking cigarettes and just smoke pot all day and not even worry about smoking cigarettes at that point. If it was accepted and I could just... And not worry about, ooh, do I smell like weed if I go in this place or that. Like, I think it would overall lead to a healthier style of living. People wouldn't be out drinking and driving. I mean, it, it could go either way. Everyone could get dumbass fucking lazy and sit around. I think those people are going to do that what regardless. What would be different? Exactly. What so, would be different than a bunch of might lazy as well make fucking money people. on them and get ours? I mean, right? <laughs> it's, I didn't ours. make them lazy. I just, you know, I mean, it's not my fault. You stayed at rest, and now taxes that's all you could know not how to come do. close to maintaining prohibition level prices without being undercut by a gray market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <He's>, Indeed. <laughs> Taco, uh, tobacco tax evasion is already a serious issue in the U.S. Where the is average, it? I guess, because I, I pay like nine dollars now for a bag of tobacco. Thanks. It's uh, the taxation. tobacco companies that probably aren't paying the taxes, right? Okay. You know, um, that's Dicks. what I'm guessing that means. So uh, where the average state tax is a few dollars a pack, and a pack of cigarettes weighs just about an ounce, by comparison, an ounce of high quality marijuana. Now sells for about three hundred bucks, and you take your same few dollars off of an ounce. I'll They're give you three bucks too. I'll give you three bucks per per ounce of pot, and everybody else does that. I think right. you're doing okay. Yeah, I probably. mean, don't be greedy. No need to be greedy. He says another big unknown is how marijuana legalization would influence alcohol consumption. It is natural to assume that pot would serve as a substitute. Higher use would decrease heavy drinking, but it is equally likely. That it would be a complement, higher use would increase heavy drinking. The scientific literature on this is inconclusive. I disagree. I it disagree would not. As well. I don't think it would. We have recent studies that are scientific that say just the opposite. Well, like if anything, there's always two. There's three sides to every story. Sure. But I, out of let's say even out of the group of people we could poll, that would not hold true. I don't. Drink they and wouldn't smoke drink together. more. No, that's gross. Like you get fucked up. That's gross. Not only that, it but gives you the spins. Wicked bad. Yeah, too, if you, you gotta smoke to then drink. Because if you drink and then then start smoking, that's when you get the spins. But yeah. if you smoke and then start drinking, it's not a big deal. But usually, once you once you're smoking, unless you're like of that mentality where you're like, oh, I'm gonna black out tonight. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> date rape. Because yeah. once you start smoking, it's time to fucking yeah. sit. The you're fuck not, down. You're not drinking. Whatever. Bo, you're, you're incorrect. I think anybody that has drank and smoked at the same time. Clearly, Bo has not. Right. <laughs> Mr. Kilmer. Um, that certainly is crucial, he says, because heavy drinking is much more common and much more harmful than heavy marijuana use. At least they said that. In sure. The thank you. I mean, that that's sentence, like if you could. Buried towards the bottom. Right, sure. But we could, you know, but take yeah, that. That's, that's a good. Out that's of context. A, I mean, that should just be the headline. The, right there. <laughs> Heavy drinking, harm more harmful than heavy marijuana use. Dateline. Uh, alcohol is strongly connected with violence, traffic fatalities, and chronic disease. Uh, even a small decrease in heavy drinking could outweigh any social costs from legalizing marijuana. By the same token, even a small increase in heavy drinking 
could outweigh any benefits of legalization. No, I'm sorry, sir. You are incorrect. Uh, similar questions can be asked about how greater marijuana use might affect the use of hard drugs like cocaine and heroin. The debate about gateway effects when young people experiment with marijuana is bitter and unsettled. But claims of a pharmacological link to the use of other drugs seems to have been overplayed in the past. One thing is certain, nothing we do about marijuana would dramatically reduce the harms associated with the larger, quote, war on drugs. The market for hard drugs is much larger in dollars, in violence, and in the number of offenders behind the bars. If these are the critical problems, then marijuana legalization is a sideshow, not the main event. So that's Dr. Kilmer, co-director of the RAND Corporation's Drug Policy Research Center and co-author of Marijuana Legalization, What Everyone Needs to Know. Out on bookshelves. You're right, week. though, about this article. I think that you have a point about being it. Most of the positive to me is buried at the very bottom of the sure. article. And I was just kind of. Uh, but is that good that there's any positive in it at all? From yeah. Coming it from is. the Wall Street Journal but in an article is, entitled The Marijuana Exception? Yes. and But here's, here's kind of where my mind wandered there. Uh, you have the marijuana exception and you have people reading the New York Times. And I think I was just thinking that. Uh, the marijuana thing is talked about so often that like I don't even really read all of a marijuana article because I kind of know what it's going to say. You know, like you sure. read the first two paragraph, maybe the second one. They're leading you a little bit. And it's like, oh, all right, next kind of thing. And so I was just kind of thinking that uh, the most positive side of this article is probably, I bet you it got overlooked quite a few times. You think? People see another marijuana headline and think, Jesus Christ, just legalize it already. And this, they turn the page. This again. You know, like, just legalize it already. I mean, you hear that all the time. So, um, well, that's interesting. At least there is a little positive. Sure, for anybody that I just, for whatever reason, I kind of felt like only cannabis users would read the whole article. Yeah, right. <laughs> just looking for it. I, I mean,. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, in weird – I don't even know what to think of this. I think Willie's losing his mind. But on 420, Willie Nelson unveiled a statue of himself. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> Here's Willie. <laughs> right? What? Uh, Austin, Texas, country music legend Willie Nelson helped unveil a statue honoring him in downtown Austin by singing his new song, Roll Up and Smoke Me When I Die. On Friday, uh, which was 4:20, the faint smell of marijuana smoke wafted through a crowd of about 2,000 people as Austin Mayor Lay Leffingwell accepted on the privately funded statue as a gift from a private arts group. Organizers said they didn't intentionally choose April 20th for the event, but once they found out, they of course scheduled the unveiling at 4:20. Right, <laughs> as a tongue-in-cheek reference to Nelson's openness about his marijuana use and advocacy for its legalization. Ah, we're tongue-in-cheek. It's 4:20, and there's a statue. Wow, have you Nelson. seen the picture of the statue? Uh, no. Is there one? Oh yeah. Where's it? Oh yeah. Uh, check it out. <laughs> he looks like an Indian, kind of. I mean, I guess he does kind of look like an Indian. He anyway. does. That's all right. But That's the statue, cool. the statue stands look anything in, like him in, in front of the Moody Theater, where the Austin City Limits Studio is now located. Uh, Willie Nelson, in case you didn't know, is a ten-time Grammy Award winner who sold more than thirty million copies of his one hundred and fifty albums. Uh, Do you here. have any Willie Nelson albums on uh, your MP3 collection? Probably. I, I don't really. Know. I don't. Oh, I, I don't, don't think I do. I don't. I don't think, think that I, I do. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's hard to tell what's in that collection nowadays. Uh, quote: He is the man who, more than other, made Austin the live music capital of the world. Mayor Leffingwell said Nelson was born in Abbott, a tiny town about 120 miles north of Austin, but he has lived in Texas, capital city, since '71. Uh, so, yeah. What time is it? He joked as the clock approached 4:20. I feel it's getting close to something. Hmm, what could it be? Do you smell that? Nelson's career was built on not conforming to country music norms. He fused country music with jazz and rock in the early 70s to create the outlaw country movement in Austin. And <laughs> I can't. Outlaw, really? Okay. Uh, thanks, Willie, for support the cause. Uh, uh, well, I hate go that through this? it says that uh, Snoop Dogg is a fellow pot culture icon. Really? 
More so than us? Like, no wonder we're having such a hard time getting <laughs> you marijuana legalization. If us? Snoop Dogg is one of our... Yeah. You know, just what, He's I the mean, scavenger smoker from Africa. <laughs> scavenger? <laughs> right? I'm just saying, like, we have a bunch of, of uh, pretentious white men in office. I don't know. It's, it doesn't help anything. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Is that it? Yeah. You want to do the... Yeah? All right. That's it. Good. Good show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Check us out live every Sunday. Or do you guys watch shows... You can't ask the audience. You I guys know. Show Saturday or Sunday. When do you want to watch live? It doesn't matter. Saturday? Just listen to the podcast. Yeah, something Saturday. Listen to the podcast and email info at hotboxpodcast.com. So. I might want to go back to a Saturday schedule. Okay. Well, may- maybe we'll do show Saturday. So follow hotboxpodcast.com slash Twitter and the Facebook page and the Google Plus page and you'll know when the show is live because I will post on there. I will say, hey, Saturday or Sunday Whatever the case or, may be, or whatever the or whatever day, and it's if time you're for online, a, come listen. If you're and if not, just make sure you're subscribed in iTunes. Write us a review. Thank you, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. If you like, you like we where where you need to be. If you like we, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.